Hello there, this is Jill, Jay, Wigmore Welsh, and today I'm talking to you about pain. Uh, pain is probably one of the most common problems that people have. It's probably one of the most common issues that people bring to me for help with, and uh, this short uh, podcast is, is just some introductory ideas, really, for you if you're beginning to start to think about pain what on earth it could be that you could do to help yourself just to control your pain. So, you know, what can you do when you have pain um, and you really want to discover how you can make changes to your own situation? Uh, well, the first thing that I probably should mention here is that if we're going to be talking about pain, then you're likely to find that there are many, many individuals and groups of people who will say, say to you, raise a hand and say, I'd like to help you with your pain. I'd like to help you get rid of your pain. Uh, so you need to be prepared because uh, before you get to the end of your journey where your pain is beautifully controlled, uh, you may need to go through some interesting phases and stages. Now, some of you may know that I'm somebody who experienced chronic pain for many, many years. It was really almost about, it was over 20 years. And when I had my chronic pain, I was given so much advice from well-meaning professionals. And I'm sure that you listening to this out there, some of you will already have experienced the same thing if you've had pain for quite some considerable amount of time. Lots and lots of different people um, giving you advice. Uh, in fact, so much advice uh, that you really just don't know at times who knows best. Now, if you're someone who's going along that route that most people follow when when you have a pain, it's likely that you've been to see lots of doctors, probably surgeons or psychologists or physiotherapists. Um, mostly people who've got quite a sort of an orthodox medical background. And alongside that, you may have been to see people who are slightly more unorthodox, like chiropractor or osteopath or something similar. Or you may even have gone down the route of going to see faith healers or crystal healers or people who tell you that there's something you can do with your diet that's going to help your pain. So it's safe to say that there are so many tribes. And it's reasonable to understand that within each group of health professionals, you're going to find many other smaller tribes and groups. So within those tribes, you're going to find that different people who belong to that tribe have very different approaches, will give you very different information about the ways in which they consider that they're going to be able to help you to resolve your pain problem. So one consultant might tell you that if you have your bones, the vertebra, fused together, the pain will go away. Another one might tell you if you have a stimulator put into your spinal cord, that would work as well. Um, and so too, there are also lots and lots of different ways and kinds of therapists, physiotherapists, chiropractors, osteopaths, psychologists, etc. And you're always going to find that there are going to be different groups who have different views. So what's the solution? Well, the solution is you need to be really quite careful and in control, particularly because you could hear lots and lots, and you will hear lots and lots of different explanations for your problems. Um, and sometimes that can make it all really quite confusing. So, key thing is make sure you remember that ultimately you're in charge, no one else. 
You own your pain, nobody else does. The doctor doesn't, the therapist doesn't, your family doesn't. You're the one in charge and in the end it's you who has the most power to manage your pain and rid yourself of it. That's right, you're the one in charge and in the end it's you who has the most power to manage your pain and rid yourself of it. And that resonates with my experience because it was me who resolved my own pain problem. At a certain point, everything fell into place. It was the right time, surrounded by the right people, in the right place, and with the help of some right skills. And those are some of the things I now teach. So then you're probably going to ask me, so what are the best skills? Well, so all practitioners have skills at something. And all the different groups of clinicians have skills to help you with some part of your pain problem. But having the treatment and skill training takes us both too fast down a route past a first big step. This is a first big step that is absolutely critical when it comes to pain management. So the first step is around learning and knowing but the first step is that you accept that the more you understand and the more you know, then the more in control you can feel. So you really do need to take this on board because the more you understand and the more you know, then the more in control you can feel. But the difference is that if what you do is you read something and maybe you understand it at a certain level, but you don't accept it as being true to you, then you're not going to progress. And the second step is science. If you understand a bit about the science before, behind your pain and the pain state, then it puts you in a place of choice. And we know that pain education, like learning about anything, helps to make better choices. And without knowing the basics, anyone in authority can tell you anything and you don't know what to believe. So basically, anyone in a white coat wearing a stethoscope or with qualifications after their name can tell you anything and you don't know what to believe. So the real basics, let's go back to basics. There's one key ingredient when you have severe, ongoing and chronic pain. You always require medical examination. Medi medicine is extremely effective at diagnosing the very rare, nasty conditions such as cancer, or some other potentially life-shortening problem. So that's the first takeaway from this little podcast about pain management. Get a good, what I call, exclusion diagnosis. So that doesn't necessarily mean you're going along saying, what's causing my pain? It's actually going along and asking, what isn't causing my pain? Because if you've got... Um, a nasty, rare condition, a life-shortening problem, you might be getting pain and actually you might need to have some really quite urgent surgery. And that's what I mean by an exclusion diagnosis. It doesn't mean that you're going along to say, I want to know exactly what it is that's causing my pain. It's, it's you saying, I want to be reassured to know that it isn't anything life-shortening that I need to have some other treatment for. Because otherwise what's going to happen is that you're going to start imagining what could be wrong and people are going to tell you things, etc. So just go and get yourself 
um, a really good medical examination from a doctor um, and you know really have your general health checked out to make sure there's nothing else going on now the second thing is to make sure that any sort of help anyone proposes makes some sort of sense to you and your understanding of your problems so this is where it's really important to begin to start to take ownership so you need to ask your health professions if there's any scientific studies to support what they propose. And most of all, ask them for scientific studies and details and investigate the scientific studies closely. In other words, read them. Actually look at them and read them. And observe whether they're studies or whether they're just something somebody wrote in a book. Because there's a lot of difference between those two. People can write things down, but if there's not any evidence to it, if there's not been any science behind it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's true at all. It can be biased. So check if there's some independent evidence. So, for example, that the article isn't written by a university that trains a method that's writing an article about the same method. And it's the person who's writing the method isn't the person who actually trains it. Because after all, they could be biased. So again, these, these are quite honest things that you can come across. It doesn't mean that people are misleading you. But it just means that you want to be able to put yourself in a position of ownership and choice. Now the third thing is to make sure that whatever questions you have when you're working with someone, you get really good answers that really satisfy and that make you feel as if you understand because when you're engaged and in control if you begin to start to hear someone telling you that you need to be receiving lots and lots of treatment or that you need to be lying down and having things done to you then start wondering how much dependency that's going to create for you on that particular health professional if somebody wants you to continue being a patient and not a person and they're going to see you once a week for the rest of your days that's not going to help you to be independent and with really good pain management one thing is for sure you must take control you can't pass that control over to other people you must take control the fourth thing is you need to have your own goal not the goal of someone else but your goal you choose your own goals and then you discuss those with your health professionals to find out if it's achievable if it's realistic if it's doable and if we work together it's most important that I help you achieve your goal so it's also most important that we work on finding out what your goals are and when we have a goal there must be some sort of measurable physical social work or community activity engagement it's about being able to do stuff it's not just being able to bend or straighten it's about what you actually want to do to go on a holiday to achieve walking down the road and crossing the road so that you can go and get on the bus um, and it has to be specifically important to you not to me but to you and no matter how big or how small setting your own goals is critical you've got to set your goals and you've got to choose what you want to do and it's got to be something you're passionate about 
So how could we work together? Well, if you're interested in learning more about the science behind pain, that's something I can teach you. So I raise a hand to that. I can teach you all about the pain science. And when I work with people to help them understand the whole of the methodology and thinking behind the approach I use, then training a little bit about the brain and the nervous system and neuroscience is quite normal. Everybody learns about it. And I make it simple, easy to understand and put into practice. Now, knowing how to change in your mindset and brain nervous system can make big changes to your feeling of pain will also help you to learn to control your pain. So we do a lot of work. If you're working with me, we do a lot of work around your mindset and your brain and nervous system. And that's skill training. So you're probably ask, asking yourself, but can I control pain? Um, if you're someone who's not sure whether taking control is something that you're ready to do, then think back and ask yourself, when was the last time that you did something really important for yourself without choosing what it was and how you wanted to do it? Think of all the planning and putting in place for a holiday or a party or something. So, you know, if you want to take control, you've got to be prepared to put in the action and activity and do stuff. Now the next question is, are you ready? Now, are you ready means are you at a place where you accept that being in control means taking ownership? That's a big one because owning your own pain, which is your pain, and actually taking ownership of it, beginning to start to take on board, maybe there's ways that you could control it a little bit, those feelings that you get. That can mean a lot of psychological and mindset work. And I'm prepared to work with you, if need be, to assist you to move to the point of readiness where you can actually take those steps and stages. But you need to be prepared to make the necessary steps and changes to achieve what it is that you want to achieve. I'm not going to do it for you. Uh, no therapist is going to do it for you. I'm going to be working with you because you've already got to the point or you're very close to the point of beginning to start to make the necessary steps and changes, practicing the skills, going away, putting them into practice to achieve what it is that you want to achieve. So let's get started. All being well, this will get you wanting to shift. So listening to what I'm having to say means that you'll be thinking, yeah, I do want to sit, shift. And I do want to change where I am with the pain. And I'm getting curious. I'm curious because I want to learn to do something for myself. And this person is telling me that there are things I can learn that could help me. Now, if you want to take things further, then there are lots of ways you can get in touch with me. You can get in touch with me through uh, this page, this social media page. Uh, if you're on LinkedIn, you can send me a connection rest, uh, request, link up with me on LinkedIn. Uh, there's lots of ways you can get in touch with me. And whichever way you find me, whichever form of social media or messaging or tweeting or whatever, um, I look forward to helping you turn your life around. And remember, I'm going to be here for a long time, even if this isn't something that you're ready to do right now. Uh, it may be that it's something that you can, you know, think of doing in the future and even just going through this little conversation like this is enough to be beginning to start to to get you realizing and thinking gosh this is something that I could do something about if you've got right to the end of this 
and you're interested in contacting me, you can email me through my main email, which is jill, J-I-L-L, at wigmore, W-I-G-M-O-R-E, and then a hyphen, not an underscore, but a hyphen, welsh, W-E-L-S-H dot com. Or as I say, you can message me, find me out and about on most social media. Have a lovely rest of the day. Take care.